so by that i i need to make time and and visits and and phone calls and emails this is something constant so i've i've gotten to the point where i can get it done and be content with the fact that i've given it my best every month every every month you start at zero when you're in sales so and, and this is where my family lives from this is the church doesn't pay me, so this is my only source of income. So I have to make this work, and the discipline that I've that I've uh, acquired allows me to be able to live freely, be able to pastor as well as work full time, and be able to be a family man at the same time. Where do you think you acquire the best out of your disciplines? Where is that also from a mentality that you uh, kind of uh, kind of embedded from the Marine Corps? Yes, and. and you know, having the right people around you is also mm. key. So I've had a lot of good mentors to where uh, they've given me instruction on how or what not to do. And it, I've, had a, I've had a lot of people, uh, I can't say a lot, about three, four people in my life that have guided me along the way that I was able to take some of their wisdom and implement it into my life. And it has shaped me into the person that I am. Uh, and, and I'll give you a perfect example. When I left the Marine Corps, um, I, I was still young. I, I, I really had no direction. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to go to school, but I, I just wasn't doing it. So I started working with a friend of mine uh, doing remodeling. So a few months went by, and I started getting comfortable. Started getting paid and getting comfortable learning a trade. And one day he tells me, you know what, I'm going to fire you. I'm like, what do you mean you're going to fire me? You're my friend. You can't fire me. He's like, because I'm your friend, I'm going to fire you. He's like, if I don't fire you, you're never going to go to school. Wow. If I don't fire you, you're not going to push yourself. So I'm going to fire you next week. <laughs> next week came in Friday, hands me my check, hands me my severance check, says, that's it. You're fired. Well, <laughs> I didn't believe him. I didn't believe him until I saw the check. And yeah, it was a severance check. He's like, that's to help you. Enroll in school. And, and I'll be eternally grateful to him because he taught me a lesson about, look, if if you get comfor comfortable, complacent, you might not accomplish the things that you have set in your mind. Things, you have to work at things. Can't, things aren't handed to you. You need to work and work hard. And uh, so I've had some people ask me, especially like in church, how do you do it? How, how do you, where do you get the energy from? And I'm like, well, I know what I want to accomplish. I know what God has called me to do. And I know that he has given me all the abilities that I need to get those things accomplished. It's just a matter of me getting it done. So it's as simple as that, really. And that's all on you, right? You it's can't. It's on me. Yeah, nobody's doing these these um, things that you have to do in order to accomplish your goals. You have to do them. Correct. Either you do them or they never get done. Correct. Now, there's a lot to be said for or allowing other people to grow in the process. And, and I try to do that. I try to enable leaders so that they can grow, so that they can um, they can lift themselves up as well. I can't do it all on my own. Uh, it would be foolish of me to think that I can, and it would be foolish of me to try. And I don't believe in being foolish. So um, I've got leaders. I've got, as you know, I've got, I've got several key leaders and then, Below them, there's more leaders like yourself. Mm -hmm. And it brings me so much happiness to see people developing and growing uh, because that's what somebody did with me. 
somebody allowed me to be able to do something. They were never selfish, and I tr never try to be selfish because I know that the greatest thing I can see is somebody else succeed because I gave them a shot because I believe in them. And every single person that is around me, I believe in them. And I don't believe in failure. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the important things, right? That you have to be around the right environment. And that's that's one of the reasons why, you know, I continue to go or we continue to go to Connection Church because the environment is such a positive environment that it's it's why would you even leave from there? You yeah. know, and you have all these people that are there to guide you and to learn from and you know it's sad that some people don't have that environment or yeah. don't go into that community to where they can uplift themselves up yeah it's it's sad and as the pastor i i, I analyze things i'm i analyze everything and, and i analyze and i try to analyze people that that won't commit to to joining the group or, or being part really being part and at the end of the day, it's everybody has their own choice. Everybody decides what they want to do. Everybody decides what they want to believe. And my job as a pastor is to be as transparent as possible so that people can see that my intentions are purely and solely to get people to know Jesus and that I will do anything in my power, my abilities to help them grow. I mean... That's as much as I can do. I can't do much more than that because everybody has their free will. And I, I truly believe that that model will get us to a point where there's going to be so many people that are going to come to know and follow Jesus because we're going to maintain true. We're going to maintain true to that. Our commitment is to Christ, to God. Our commitment is to Him. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty big commitment to... Mm -hmm. To the creator of everything. Right. So, uh, and, and we believe it. We believe wholeheartedly that, that he is behind us 100%. And that's, that's the drive. God's with us. So, I mean, yeah, there's stumbles. Yeah, there's falls. But, hey, all you do is just get up, dust off, and you keep going. That's one of the things that we noticed, you know, moving here to Texas from California is that. Well, that's a blessing in itself. No, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> just saying. That also that here religion is a big part of text which is great you know and um in california it, it, it is but not so much and i feel like because even from where we the church that we were at in mm -hmm. california we had told you know our pastor there that we were moving to texas and you know, some of the people that were there were like well tell them that you know not to move tell them to stay here in california and he like no you're going to a better place. Texas is a big, faithful state, mm -hmm. and you're going to love it. You know, just yeah. enjoy it. And, and it is, and that's one of the reasons that I will probably never leave Texas. <laughs> uh, I've, uh, I've traveled around the world. I've been to Hawaii, Japan, um, lived in the West Coast, East Coast, and um, there's no place like home. There is no place like home because of the values, because of the beliefs that... Mm -hmm that we, we just live around them. And that helps, especially in this world that's so fragmented right now. Um, we need to hold on to something. We need to truly believe in something that's tangible, something that will really yield um, 
the trust, the, I don't even know how to express it. It's, I, I see this world and I'm so saddened by it. Um, in the 30 minute drive that it took me to get here, I had to shut off the radio. I had to shut no, off the radio. Too much. It was too much. And I'm <clears> like, God, I'd rather talk to you. So I, I just started praying and talking to God and saying, Lord, just help us become better people and treat everybody the same. And, and it's let, just allow us to really let this country be what it's supposed to be. So it's, it's, it's a good place to live in Texas. And you know what? I appreciate uh, when, like, when through Facebook or through Instagram, there's all these people posting political things about the whole pandemic and everything. And but you, on the other hand, are not posting anything of that. You're all you're posting is nothing but positive energy. Yeah. I mean, there's so much negative stuff out there. Why would we want to yeah. stoop down to that level and do the same thing? I have the greatest job in the world, and that's being a pastor. Uh, might not be the easiest, mm -hmm. but it is the greatest because I get to see people accept Christ. And, and once we're in heaven, I, I'm, I know that God's going to be like, look, all these people came because you were faithful. And that's going to be the greatest, uh, the greatest reward I could ever receive. So if, if I was to post negative stuff, uh, I'm, what would I be doing? I would just be feeling the negativity in this world, and I'm not about to do that. I'm here to help people understand that not everything is negative. Not everything is bad. Not every, pe not every person is bad. That's a misconception. I don't fall into that, into that hole, and I never will. Never have, never will. There's too much negativity, and I, will re and I refuse. I refuse. So how's the, how is the life of a pastor in the cell side? You know, it, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, I don't normally tell my, my customers that I'm a pastor. Uh, I'm their cell, and, and I have a lot of, of customers that are of other faiths, other religions, and, and I respect that. And, um, but it's, it's so awesome when they're like, there's something different about you. <laughs> You're not your traditional salesperson and I'm like I'm glad you said that let me tell you why <laughs> if they open the door I'm gonna walk in so uh, I, I respect people and every opportunity I get I will share my faith with them that's that's what I'm called to do um, it's it's very easy for me because um, traditionally salespeople don't have a good uh, uh, what's it called uh, it's possible Salespeople aren't always the most honest. Mm. Let's put it that yeah. way. Okay. Um, I live by honesty. I live by, I know who my boss is. My boss is not somebody who writes a check over in Colorado. My boss is upstairs. Mm. He's, 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 he's my ultimate boss. So everything I do, I do it based on that. And it's, it has served me well. I just, last month was my five-year five anniversary with this company. And I, I truly believe that, it's God that put me here, and it's God that is the one that blesses me uh, with, the con with the customers that I have. And it's, it's, it's great. Uh, I, I have had some uh, customers tell me, mm -hmm. well, I want to go to your church. And I'm like, I only preach in Spanish. And they're like, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but we might be changing that pretty soon. So. And that's very important, right, that even though you believe in a certain type, you also respect others. I do. Because in a way, 
uh, you kind of see, you kind of lead by example. You know, if if maybe if out of curiosity, like, oh, you know what, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go check out and see what they believe in, and you never know, you know, they might be willing to convert or whatever. Yeah. But because they have that idea of you that you're being open to it, you're being respectful, and you know, you share this positive attitude that kind of everybody sees. So it's 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 like this. I know I believe in the truth. I mean, that's that's a given, right? Um, and I've said this many times at, at church. I said uh, we need to be um, el quinto evangelio, that that fifth uh, gospel. And I hope some of the listeners are like fifth gospel. There's only four: Mark, Matthew, Luke, Mark, Matthew, Luke, John. Uh, well, I, I always say there's the fifth one, and you are that fifth one. Mm. If you want people to really um, grasp and, and, and come into, into the Christ family, you need to live it. They're not going to open the Bible, but they will look at you all day long. They mm. will look at your actions. They will look at how you react, how you talk. I'll be honest. There are some people that it'd be hard for people to believe that they're Christians based on their actions, based on how they talk, based on what they do. And, and, and all that does is keeps people away from the truth. So in my life, I, I try to live it as best as possible. Am I perfect now? But I, I try. I try because my God is perfect. So I have to, that's my goal is, is to get to him and, and know him and experience him and get somebody else to know him and experience him the way that I have. So what came first? Was it the sales consultant? I was going to start. I thought you were going to say the egg or the chicken. And I, <laughs> I was going to say, no, I don't know. <clears throat> I know the egg always thinks he's better than the chicken, though. Um, what came first? The, what was your question? What came first, the sales consultant or the pastor? You know, I have always worked in some type of sales uh, after college. So I'd say the sales consultant. Um, the pastor was always in me. The pastor was always in me when I was very, very young, uh, eight, nine years old. Uh, I used to live in El Paso, downtown El Paso, and there was a big, uh, cathedral, uh, Catholic cathedral. And my, my parents, my mom, and they, they raised me Catholic. I am obviously not Catholic anymore, but I had such a deep love and admiration for God that I would go myself to the cathedral i'd walk down i was straight down it was a long walk um back then kids were allowed to do that not anymore right. yes um and I, I i wanted to be a priest i wanted to be a priest at that young age i knew that i wanted to be a priest and then i i saw this pretty girl and i'm like oh never mind i can't be a priest mm. but that desire to seek god was always there and even in, in the midst of growing up, I grew up, I had a, I had a rough childhood, not because my, my household was bad, it was because I made bad choices. Mm. Even in the midst of that, I always knew that, that God was with me. And uh, when I finally surrendered my life to God at the age of 30, um, I finally understood that God had been calling me for years and years and years because he had a purpose and a plan for me. And here's the thing, 
God has a plan and a purpose, purpose for everybody. You need to embrace it and you need to accept it. Because if you don't, I mean, it's a plan is just a plan and, and nothing will come of it unless you go and actually do it. So, And both really require to a lot of involvement with other people. Yes. Were you always comfortable talking to a big crowd of people? You know, uh, I can't say that I'm comfortable right now, so I can't <laughs> even say that. Um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no that I, I really don't feel comfortable. Even right now, I feel uh, it, it's it's a little overwhelming. When I'm when I'm uh, talking to a large group of investors or, or uh, owners of companies, it's intimidating because all these guys have big business degrees, and I'm like, well, I don't have one of those. I got theology degrees, but <laughs> but as soon as I start talking, I know my products. I know what I'm selling. When I got this job, my boss told me before he hired me, he's like, "Do you think you can do this job?" And I'm like, "If the product." does what you say it does i can sell it i will never sell something i don't believe in and five years later i still believe in the product because i know it does what it's supposed to do and that helps me because once i start talking it's no longer the group it's just me and my product and i'm presenting it when it comes to church I, i always get nervous i always get get goosebumps i always i always feel the butterflies in my stomach because that's even bigger because I'm I'm about to represent the creator of the world, and and I'm about to present His word and explain it in a in a in a way that somebody's going to realize, hey, I need God. So that's 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 a big pressure, but I get over it as soon as I start talking because I understand that it's not me, it's not my word, it's not anything of mine. Everything belongs to Him, and I get over it. So it's very important to know what you're what you're pretty much what you're selling right correct and you gotta kind of like what you say you gotta believe in it and you gotta know it and then once you've achieved that then you feel more comfortable presenting it to others correct yeah but that feeling never goes away it never does and and i don't think that's a bad thing Mm -hmm. because i think it always keeps you on your toes i I think it i i I think I'm addicted to it, honestly, <laughs> because uh, whenever I have a big, big meeting and, and I feel those nerves, I, I feel like I do a better presentation than than I do if I feel all comfortable. So I think it's not a bad thing. I think it's it's a good thing, and, and it keeps me more focused on what it is that I need to present. Yeah, because sometimes if, you, if you're presenting it and if you get comfortable, then that's when you start just rambling about everything yes yes and i'd love to say it's never happened but it has and that's why i don't like that Uh, i don't like being comfortable i like i like knowing everything that i know and i love being able to present it in a way that's clear concise and to the point but i never want to be so comfortable that i start missing those points that i stop uh presenting those things and and it doesn't matter if it's for the church or if it's for work I never want to be complacent in anything that I do. I always want to give my best. Sometimes when we get too comfortable, we don't give our best because we're already comfortable. And it's just a matter of also repetition, right? As long as you do it once, just keep on doing it till eventually you kind of, you build it in yourself and you you know that you're just doing it just because. Correct, yeah. 
and, it, and it's funny the way things have worked for me. So when I got this job, my boss trained me. It was on a Wednesday and Thursday, and I'd never in my life even seen one of these things. And um, he says, I have to go out of town Friday and on all of next week. He's like, can you go out and sell this product by Monday? And I'm like, yes. I'm not a shy person. So I'm like, yes, I can do it. Um, so I was put in the hardest street in Arlington. It's I sell, I sell devices to car dealers. Um, I won't say what, but that's why I sell devices to car dealers. So they put me in the hardest street, which is uh, Division Street in Arlington. And, and it's hard just because it's a, it's a hard market there. And I didn't sell anything. So I wish I could tell you I did, but I did not sell anything. And, but here's the thing that uh, I did it. And what I did from those two days of training, that was enough for me to just sit down and just go and learn and learn and learn. The first time I preached, uh, my pastor, and I love my pastor, Lorenzo Tovar, he's not retired. Um, He's like, Brother Luis, he's the calmest person in the world. I love this man. He never spoke without thinking of, of, of what he was going to say. Mm. And uh, he's like, I would like you to preach on Wednesday. And I'm like, yes. And then the fear set in because I had never preached in my life. I was, I was brand new. And, um, and I preached. And I'm like, well, it's going to be on a Wednesday. So it won't be that bad because there's not a lot of people that are going to be there. There were people up to the front row <laughs> that day. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and and I got through it, and, and and people are so sweet. They're like, "That was awesome. That was amazing." And I'm like, "These people really love me because that was not good." <laughs> but they filled me. That they they they, they uh, deposited a positiveness into me. Um, and uh, 19 years later, here I am. I'm a pastor. Wow. So it's but it's what you take. I. I I take my, my studies very seriously. Uh, I, I, I don't get just get up there and say whatever. I, I, I study it, and, I, and I'm like, even if I know it, I still study it because I need to make sure that I stay um, centered in everything that I'm going to say, and it's going to be something that's going to be applicable to people's lives. Same thing with my job. I, I try to always know exactly what my customers are going to need, even if they don't know that they need it. Hey, this is what we're offering, and God's been really good and really faithful. How do you deal with, <clears throat> or when you get rejections? Rejections are a part of life. Rejections aren't bad. And there's one thing I've learned, and and at work when people tell me, "Oh no, I'm not interested," I always leave my cards. Hey, if at one point you are interested, or if you ever, even if it's about your your company, your my competitor, and if you need some help, call me. And I, I'd say that I've got about forty customers that at one point told me no. That eventually called me and said, "Hey, okay, really? we're going to try you out." And I, I don't believe in cust I don't believe in selling something to somebody and forgetting about them. I, I, I believe in building a relationship, a business relationship. So, I, I try very hard to to provide them the best service possible. Even if it's somebody that buys once a month a couple of devices, or if it's somebody that buys 400 devices every month, they're just as important. And the same thing in, in church. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to tell us no, and there's a lot of people that tell us no. And 
all I ask is that what I preach, if I'll ask God is let that just soak in them so that maybe down the road they'll either find a church or come back to us and say, you know what, I'm ready. It doesn't matter if it's with us. It doesn't matter because it's not about us. It matters that they come to know and follow Jesus. Mm. Now that you're putting everything, now I see the, how the kind of your career and the pastor life coexist with one another. And, you know, because you're both constantly talking to people mm -hmm. and you're dealing with rejections, but you still you still continue to uh, to pursue and sell what you believe in. Exactly. And, you know, somebody that would want to be, you know, a pastor one day, what would be a good way to kind of get in that environment? Well, um, I say the first thing is don't rush it, but start reading the Bible. That's the main thing. And, and find somebody that's passionate about that and, and just grab onto them and say, hey, help me. I'm always open. So whoever wants, wants my help, I'm always open. I've, I've had recently, I've had a, a, a young man tell me, one day I want to be like you. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting because one day I want to be like him. Mm. I, I'm seeking him. He's the one I'm following. But that's all right. I, I, I will help him follow God. And, and that's what it's about. We're here. We're not just consumers. And especially church is not just about being a consumer and just receive, receive, receive. We got to give. Um, the, the purpose we were called for is to make disciples. That, that's our purpose. That's our main purpose. The Bible talks about Jesus from the beginning to end, but the purpose that he's given us is to make disciples because he died on that cross for everyone. Not everyone's going to go. Not everyone's going to accept. And that's a hard pill to swallow when you're in my position, but that doesn't stop me from doing the best that I can and getting other people behind me and so that I can help so that they can do what they have to do, make disciples. And how do you how do you read the the Bible? Because there's some people out there that they know that you know it's a good thing to read the Bible, but sometimes it's hard to translate it or to even uh, say it in modern times. Yeah, and and I and I'll say it right here. I I don't. I'm not a believer in the 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 newer versions because a lot of times they they're just not putting it all in there. Um. There's a lot of uh, there's the Bible apps um, that are really good and funny. We're we're about to do a 21 days of prayer and fasting starting Monday, and we're going to be following a plan that's in the Bible app. The reason I did that is because I want it to be readily available to anyone. Uh, the Bible is not the easiest thing to read, but here's here's the bottom line: the hardest thing about the Bible is not opening it. Mm. That's the hardest thing. Um, when I when I first uh, accepted Jesus, I read the Bible in two weeks. I read it in two weeks. Um, your question should be, did you understand it? And the, my answer is going to be, no. <laughs> no. Then I really started reading it. Then I started taking my time and, and letting it absorb. The main thing for me, and I think that for anybody, is just asking the Holy Spirit to just allow the words to come alive in you. Otherwise, it's just a book. 
Otherwise, it's just a book. You might as well read Moby Dick. Hmm. You won't understand that one either. It's a big, or, or um, oh, we'll just leave that one alone. There's some big books out there. <laughs> but, you know, I think the, I think the greatest help that I ever got, I, I went to Bible college right away, um, and I understood that it wasn't a religion. I understood that when you read the Bible, it's God's story to you. And sometimes the, the story is not nice. Sometimes there are things that are rough, but it's still the story. And, and it's about the story about God and the way we react towards him and what we do. If you ask God to give you wisdom, he says he's going to give it to you. If you ask God to show you the way, he's going to show you the way. We just need to be patient and do it on God's terms and not ours. Um, there are so many help books out there. Uh, not all of them are good. Uh, but at least for whomever listens to the this podcast or to our congregation, you know they can always come to me. And I will do my best to get you guys to a, uh, the next level. And I, and you've you've been with me for a while now, so you've noticed that the next level we're going up on the next level. Mm -hmm. We're going up on the next level, and it's important because we can't stay at the same level. We can't stay in the same place. And it's the same when you're reading the Bible. If you start off in Genesis one and and just you always stay in Genesis one, well, it's like going to a hotel room, a fancy hotel room where uh, you you go in and you just go into that first chamber. And all it is is a chair and the bathroom. You never go into the suite. Mm, mm -hmm. It's the same thing. We need to dive into it. And there's so much help. The Bible apps are really good um, because a lot of them are, are short and concise, but they're really, they're really centered, and I really like those. And that's one of the things that a lot of people kind of get confused with it, that I feel like um, – a lot of people kind of don't want to dive into it because it's considered a religion. But, you know, sometimes it, it's more than just a religion. It's it's getting to know uh, Jesus and knowing to know God. Mm -hmm. And just like what you said, reading the book, hearing his wisdom, and kind of implementing that into your life. Correct. Right? It, it's, you know, it's, it's like anybody who's got a relationship that... That other person, you're not going to go into a relationship with them if you don't know them. And 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 I'll be and I'm going to be very honest with you. A lot of times, people don't want to go into that relationship, and they blame it. It's a religion, but a lot of times, it's that they don't want to make a commitment. Mm. Okay, and I've, I have enough years under my belt to have seen that and to know that that's one of the greatest issues that we face in Christianity is people don't want to make a commitment. First, it's not a commitment. It's a commitment with God, and that's 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 the highest commitment you could possibly make, right? Uh, and then it's a commitment with your church, and then it's a commitment with with uh, everybody around you, because we're in this to not, like I said, not, we're just not there to just receive; we're there to give as well, and and we give of our time, our talents, our treasure. We give of everything, and it's not to receive a benefit here. Our treasures are in heaven. That's where our treasures are. That's where our goals should be, not just here. Here it's good, yeah, 
Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but know that the treasure's in heaven. That's where the real treasure is. Is there any struggles in your your life or your <laughs> past experience that could that have helped you become a better sales consultant or a better pastor or better human? There is absolutely nothing that I consider to be worthless. What I mean by that is every struggle, every opposition, every single time somebody told me, no, you can't do that. No, you're not good enough. No. Mm. All that did was prove to me that I could. Because if some if a situation is, is, is in front of me, I just got to find a way around it. Above it, below it, mm. some way. There is no opposition that cannot be overcome. And in my mind, I, I and I take that from the Marine Corps to sales, to church, to home. There is absolutely nothing that happens that doesn't have a purpose and that doesn't have something positive behind it. And some things are not going to be, some things can be painful. But know that you need to grow from everything. You need to learn from everything. Leave the bad, take the good, and keep going. That's the way I live my life. In a way, your struggle is necessary. Yeah. Because of what's on the other side. Correct. It's like going to the gym. If you go to the gym, and um, I'm not gonna, I don't, I should have not gone with the gym, but <laughs> if you go to the gym and and you start just, you sit on the bench and you're you're going like this, but you don't even have a bar in your hands. What good is that going to do you? Mm. It's that resistance yes. that makes the muscle. Like pushback. That's right. Um, in the church life, uh, I, I, I receive a lot of pushback. Mm. I get a lot of pushback. And sometimes, and, and, I've, <laughs> and this is my new word, fierce. Sometimes the attacks are fierce. Mm. And I'm like, why? And immediately it dawns. Why? Well, because you need to grow. You need to you need to grow in Christ, and you need to help this church grow in Christ. And if there's opposition and it's hard, it is because the enemy is afraid of what's about to happen because of what God is about to unleash, and it's going to be amazing. If we believe, if if we believe in God, and and that doesn't make us immune to suffering, and that doesn't make us immune to attacks. No, not at all. It just makes us. It just gives us the knowledge that we're not alone in this. And that no matter where we walk, how we walk, God is with us at all times. So the enemy can attack. The enemy can do a lot of things. And, and life, okay, to, to all those that, that don't like about religion, okay, let's talk about life. Life is going to happen, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. It's how you react to that that's going to determine your growth level. My growth level always grows because I always know that God is with me. In sales, uh, when I was in the Marine Corps, in every aspect of my life now, I can say that God is the one that has made made me a better person because he allowed those things in my life. And I know he's always been with me. How does the school for a pastor look like? Hard. Is it? <laughs> well, I, actually, uh, this I was, I got my bachelor's um, 2014. Um, and it's funny because when I, I took three years, I started back in 2002, took three years and then I stopped, uh, life happened. So then in 2012, I had to come back and I had to redo, I actually did, 
So it was 2011. I actually did three years again. Wow. Um, and I'm like, okay, I want my master's. I want to eventually get my, my doctor's degree, my doctoral. Don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, but I was offered the opportunity to, to uh, study for my master's. And I said, okay, uh, let's do it. Let's do it. My wife's like, when are you going to have time? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, but uh, I'm going to get this done. So really it's just going more into depth into the Bible. I mean, hmm. we don't scratch the surface. We remove the surface and we go in deep. And a lot of things, I mean, 19 years, I mean, a lot of the things I already know, it's just I, 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 I always come into anything wanting to learn. Mm-hmm. I never believe that I'm the smartest guy in the room. I never believe that I'm the guy that has all the answers. I am never that guy. I'm always, hey, I want to learn from you. I always want to learn because I know God has so much more than I, than my tiny little mind could ever encompass. So it, it, it's it's just amazing. Um, and, and it's funny because I lost my homework and I had to redo it. And I, I should have turned it in yesterday. So I, I am sorry, but I cannot turn in my homework. He never responded. So I assume he's good with it. Uh, so I'm redoing it and I have to turn it in tonight. Uh, here's the funny part. I got a lot of it the first time I did, did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting something more this time that I'm doing the same thing. And that is something mm-hmm. so awesome that right. I've read the same verses many, many times, and, and there's always more, and there's always more. And God's always allowing us. If, we're, if we allow God to, to teach us, he will, and he will fill us with more and more and more. I always want more. Uh, I, I never get enough of God, never get enough of God because he's just awesome. He's just amazing. How many years is required for, for schooling? Uh, it's the same. It's uh, four-year bachelor's, two-year master's, uh, doctorate. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to find out. <laughs> I'm not even going to find out because if I find out, I just might. So do you consider a big advantage now that you have your own church? Or before, did you just want to be a pastor of a church and now you won your own church? It, it, it has always been uh, my passion to, to lead my own my own church. It's always been my pa- my passion to be the lead pastor. Um, honestly, when I, uh, when I came to Dallas, um, I really kind of gave up. And that's okay. kind of sad for me to say, but I almost kind of gave up because I was, I was raised a certain way in church, uh, in, in the Christian church. And when I came here, it's different. El Paso Church and Dallas Church are very different. Um, I had never been to a mega church before in my life. Well, like once, but not like here where there's 20 in the mm-hmm. general vicinity. Uh, and uh, I remember telling my wife one time we went to, um, uh, to a really large Hispanic church, a really large mega church. Uh, I was so happy with the worship and everything. The whole experience was awesome awesome and i was crying and my wife looked at me and and she's like i'm so glad to see you happy and then when we when everything stopped i got sad she's like what's wrong i'm like i will never be able to be part of that in this church because i'll always just be somebody warming up a chair Hmm. and 
it was about a year that uh, I, I started declining, in, and not in my faith, okay? That, that never declined. But in my dreams and my aspirations to be the lead pastor of a church, that's what started to decline. And um, God is so awesome because he opened up the opportunity to, to go to a church that I would normally have not gone to, but because of that, I was able to take a small group, mm. turn it into a church that eventually now is its own entity, its own name, and it's and it stands alone, and it is something that's growing, something that's alive, something that's awesome. Um, it, it, it's it, it's just amazing, and and I love it. I never went to school to be a pastor. I went to school for me. Mm. Right now, it's it's for me. Mm-hmm. It's not to. It's not for the paper on the wall, even though it looks really nice on the wall. I'll <laughs> tell you that it looks really nice on the wall, but that's all it does. It's it's just an ornament. Um, the real blessing is just serving people. The real blessing is just being genuine. The real blessing is really helping people in whichever way you can. That's that's where that's where my heart lies. So now, what is the goal of Conexion Church? The goal. Our goal is to really be that church that's going to grow. And I always want to be accessible. As the lead pastor, I always want to be accessible. But here's, here's I'm going to share this. And I, the, I've shared this with the leaders, with some of the leaders. But uh, we just recently moved to, to Plano, as you know. Mm-hmm. My goal is to move to Allen within the next two, three years. And I'm praying for our own building. I'm praying for our own our own location that we can call home. And I'm praying for something big. I don't pray for something small. I don't believe in small prayers, okay? Because if you're asking the biggest being, the, the true God, it, you're asking for something small, okay, that's easy. Asking for something big, that's easy too because mm-hmm. he's God. What I want to do is grow from there. I want to have a church, grow churches out of there to McKinney, uh, to leave somebody in charge in, in Plano, uh, and, and just grow our influence spiritually around our community. And our community is all of Dallas. That's our community. So, and that's a pretty big area. Uh, we want to make a difference. I know that there's a lot of tradition out there. I'm not teaching tradition. I'm not preaching tradition. Tradition is good, but that doesn't save. Jesus saves. I want to teach people the Bible. I want them to know and understand really what it is they believe we just finished off that series of Romans and and you were there for every single one of them so you know it was pretty rough subjects mm-hmm. it was pretty tough because the Bible is very clear in 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 what it is we are to believe and it also doesn't always fit our narrative but it's God's right. so there's there's a lot of things I want to grow a church that is really going to teach people, that is going to help people, that is going to make a difference and an impact in our communities, that is going to reach out, that is going to be the one church that people are like, there's a lot of churches, but I want to go to that one. And it's not going to be because of me, because I'm going to have a lot of pastors that are going to be running these churches. I just want to reach everybody that we can. I told you right now, the first time that I preached, and I was praying, um, 19 years ago, I was praying to God and, and saying, God, what do you want me to, what do you want me to tell them? And I'll never forget this. I clear as day 
and it's in my head. I heard it in my head. It says, I want you to tell them that they need to pray and ask God for every single person that they see. Not just the ones you like, every single person. Here's the reason why. Because he died for everybody. And a lot of times we get complacent, we get comfortable, and, and we forget that our job, our, our calling is, is not just to be safe and to, be, and to know that we're going, going to heaven when we pass. Our, our job is to help those that don't know. Our job is to help the, those that, that know, but yet they are reluctant to. And we can do that with our testimony. We can do that. Uh, there, there's people that, that I know that, that have listened to me, people that they see our broadcast that have very many options, but they listen to us because they know that we're not judgmental. They know that we are not there to judge them in any which way or form. We're there to help them and teach and, and really love on people. God loved us so much that he died on the cross for us. He, he, he came to this earth, took a, a heavenly body, uh, a, a humanly body, and, and he died on that cross for us because he cared so much for us. As far as I know, he's the only one who's done that. Actually, I know the answer, and he's the only one who's done that. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a matter of, yeah, we want to get big, but not for getting big. We're not ever going to be that church that we want to get big to get rich. No, that's not about that. Not at all. We want to get big because that means that people are getting saved. That's what it's about. There's, there's a lot of misconception out there. There's mm -hmm. a lot of misunderstanding of what the church really stands for. And, and, and I understand that, that some people do have the wrong intentions. Some people do have the wrong motives. I just pray that, that he keeps me humble every step of the way and that he allows me to really fulfill his purpose in my life by doing whatever I have to do for him. Yeah, you know, now that we moved into this new facility and helping move everything around, I've never realized how much work it takes it and does. for one person you know for let's say if you want to do it by yourself that that takes a lot of work and i think that's what a lot of people also don't see that you know and then when people show up and you see their faces and it just even despite all that work it's good to see them leave out of there with a good mood with that's right. you know ready for the day because even sometimes when you're feeling a little bit edgy or you're having a rough morning when you go into that environment filled with <clears throat> you know with happy people and then you get you know the word of the god and you walk out of there as a better person mm -hmm. you walk out of there with a better mood now you're now you are ready to take on the day that's right and that's a big i i think it's a big benefit it, it is and and I say it often. I say, don't walk, don't walk out of here walking in the same way you walked in. I mean, if you do that, you just might as well just sit down and, and cover your ears because it, I, I see it as impossible unless you really don't want to to listen to anything. And you know, sometimes I'm going to offend people. Sometimes I'm I'm going to say things that people don't want to hear. That people are just like, oh well, that doesn't apply to me. I don't want to hear it. I am sorry. If it's hurting, God's tugging at your heart. And it's not to be mean. It's not to be judgmental. It's to help you grow. It's to help you become the person that God created you to be. I believe that everybody has that potential. I believe that everybody has that ability. And, and it's already been given to each and every single one of us. We just got to reach it. 
And a lot of people never reach it because they're missing that one part. They'll, they'll do great with, with their home. They'll do great with their, with their finances, with their work. But God, they want to leave out. And you can't leave out the guy who made everything. Right. And it all comes together, right? It all your comes family, together. Your family, your spiritual life, your career life. Once you have all that, then you're in a pretty good place. That's right. That's right. That's where we want to get to. Yeah. Alrighty, so well, that looks like that's it. All right. <laughs> well, again, thank you, Pastor Luis. I really You're appreciate welcome. it. Thank You're you. welcome. God bless. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.